gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg, and thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Hedberg Show. I'm going to be talking about optimal Hashimoto's antibody levels today. This is a common question I get in practice, and many of you may be wondering, what are the best levels, and what should your target be? What should you be looking for? And uh, this is something that hasn't been closely looked at in the research, other than just a, a couple of studies. And I want to talk about a, a recent study out of Germany that looked at this uh, particular question. So basically, Hashimoto's disease, it's mainly characterized by elevations in the thyroid peroxidase antibody or the antithyroglobulin antibody, or both. And one of the things that a lot of people are are trying to do is get these antibody levels as low as possible. And this is used as a measure of success. And even some individuals will think that getting their antibody levels to an undetectable level is considered a successful outcome. And that simply isn't true, and we'll talk about why today. And this can leave a lot of people very frustrated, uh, angry, overwhelmed. Uh, They've put a lot into their diet and supplementation and working on managing their stress and all all these things that that are involved in autoimmunity and their antibody levels say they're, you know, in the two hundreds or the four hundreds and they just kind of stay there no matter what they do. And, uh, this leaves them, like I said, angry, frustrated, wondering why they're not getting very, very low or undetectable. So this study out of Germany, it was called Antithyroperoxidase antibody levels greater than 500 indicate a moderately increased risk of developing hypothyroidism in autoimmune thyroiditis. This was published in the journal Hormone Metabolism Research in 2016. So they look specifically at uh, both of these uh, thyroid antibody levels, so thyroid peroxidase and antithyroglobulin antibodies. And they wanted to see if there was an increased risk of developing hypothyroidism depending on the levels. So this is a a breakdown of what they found. So patients with TPO antibody levels, TPO is thyroid peroxidase, patients with TPO antibody levels greater than 500 did in fact show an increased risk of developing hypothyroidism. Patients with TPO antibody levels less than 500 did not show an increased risk of developing hypothyroidism. Uh, 
patients with antithyroglobulin and thyroid peroxidase antibody levels less than 500 did not show an increased risk of developing hypothyroidism. Antithyroglobulin antibody levels at any level did not show an increased risk of developing hypothyroidism. So even those that were above 500. And even those who did have an elevated TSH after years of follow-up, it was six years, they were actually still considered euthyroid. And so euthyroid basically means that they had normal functioning thyroid glands. And so they were followed up, like I said, uh, six years later, which is a, a fair amount of time to make a good conclusion about what these anti antibodies could be doing uh, to the thyroid. Now, hypothyroidism was defined as a TSH greater than 4.6, and uh, free T4 levels, they just weren't statistically significant in any group that they looked at. So, so over about the last, I've been in practice uh, 15, almost 15 years now, and these, these study results really do hold true, at least from what I've seen. So once, the way that I've always approached it is if, if patients are feeling great and their antibody levels you know, look pretty good or they stay static and they're below 500, I usually see them somewhere in the 50 to the 400 range uh, once the patient is feeling great. And no matter how well they eat and what supplements they take that are targeting the autoimmunity, no matter how well they're improving their gut function and managing stress and all these things that contribute to autoimmunity, they usually tend not to budge uh, once they get into a particular range. And I do get a lot of requests to test thyroid antibodies uh, sooner than I, I really like to. I really don't like to test them for at least 6 to 18 months. And that's, again, really that's only if they're very high, like above 500, above 1,000, 2,000. And I usually just don't retest in most people, especially if they're feeling great. So if someone's feeling great and their thyroid numbers look great, then I've never really seen the need to really push testing for those thyroid antibody levels. So my approach has always been we treat the patient, not the labs. Labs are amazing. I love doing labs uh, because they give us a tremendous amount of information. There are things that I can find that you just can't really get from talking to someone or examining someone. And so that's why they're very valuable. But once we've gotten deep into the a treatment plan and someone's feeling really well, I tend not to chase those numbers. So let's talk about just some of the takeaways. You know, there's one potential flaw in the study that I know a lot of people are going to point out, and that's the fact that they defined hypothyroidism as a TSH greater than 4.6. And so you know, what you read in various books and, uh, you know, various authors on the internet, some clinicians, they say TSH has to be in a very tight window, much tighter than 
than the conventional lab range, which is usually upwards of around 4 to 4.5. Uh, some people want it, you know, it has to be lower than 1.5 or 2.0 or 2.5 as the upper cutoff point for optimal thyroid function. Now, there's no evidence to support that claim for every single human being on planet Earth who has Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. There can be great variability in those ranges. So, of course, some people do just feel better with a lower TSH, lower than 1.5, lower than 2, lower than 2.5. And that's fine. We need to be aware of that and take it seriously and keep it in that range for those individuals. However, some people, they have TSH levels uh, very high or higher than than 4.5 and they feel great and their free t4 levels look good and their free t3 levels look great the reverse t3 is not an issue and so that's not a number that we really need to chase if someone's feeling well um so as with everything in functional medicine everything's individualized and that's the thing we have to keep into account uh when we're talking about Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. So as pointed out in the, in the studies, the patients who did have TSH levels above 4.6 after this six-year follow-up, they still had normal thyroid function despite higher TSH levels. So, and as you know, or most of you know, TSH is not always the greatest indicator of thyroid function whether we're looking for really good thyroid function or whether we're looking for, you know, how, how someone's doing with uh, the medication that they're taking. There's so many factors that can affect TSH, like being overweight, uh, inflammation, insulin resistance, stress, infections, so many things that can, that can uh, affect the TSH. So in any case, you know, once we've dealt with the most significant causes of Hashimoto's, and these are things like uh, good gut health infections like the Epstein-Barr virus and others, food sensitivities like gluten, vitamin D deficiency, selenium deficiency, stress, uh, discussing childhood adversity and uh, stressful events as a child, we can be pretty confident that the immune system is in a very healthy state once someone is feeling well and once in general their labs are looking really good or looking pretty good. So I would have to concur with the, the authors from this study out of Germany that once they're below 500, I really don't, there's no evidence that we need to chase those down as low as possible or have the goal of of getting them undetectable as long as someone's feeling really good. So I hope this relieves some of your you know stress or frustration about your Hashimoto's antibody levels, and uh, you can discontinue worrying or focusing on these levels once we get them below 500. So I will post 
links to this study on drhedberg.com in the article section. And I've linked to a few other things that I've talked about. Um, this is a, a paid paper. It's not freely available, so you'll be able to read the abstract. But if you want to read it, you'll have to pay for the whole study. But I've summarized it as, as best as I can. And uh, I think this is very good information for everyone who has Hashimoto's. And it's something that everyone needs to know about in the Hashimoto's community. Okay, well, take care, everyone. I hope this was helpful. And thanks for listening. If you enjoy The Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.